Live. This is Travis Nixon joined by Tyler Tucci. Today we are going deep with a whole bunch of tickers set to drive your portfolio coming into earnings season. This is the week. So this week we have, I think it's 50% of the total value of the S&P is reporting earnings this week. Uh, we saw some incredible moments just yesterday uh, as we saw Walmart reporting earnings. Huge miss for them. Their that stocks was just, that funny. was just... That was just guidance. Their earnings guidance. are still to come. What's actually notable there is they, uh, things are, are not going so well there and they felt a need to, to mid quarter, let everybody know that, that fasten your seatbelts. This is going to be an ugly one. Um, I think I saw about 118 here, uh, pre-market. Okay. 119. So that's, that's down 9% kind of pointing to what we had been discussing where. You know, if, if we have a recession, these numbers, uh, you know, these earnings numbers have to be revised down, uh, you know, check in, in, in Walmart's case. Hmm. Absolutely. So Walmart, tough times, tough times for them. And I think it says something more about the broader economy, how the consumer is doing. Uh, so lots to think about and, and speak about there. But first I want to cover yesterday. Uh, we made a huge call on McDonald's on missing their earnings. Now, this show, above all else, we value intellectual honesty. So we really want to cover how are we doing with that call, because this was a big one for us. Now, McDonald's, uh, their earnings is coming out. They have their call coming at 830, so it's starting probably right now. But they actually have beat earnings, uh, beat the street, and by far beat us. I do want to show you, so in the interest of, of full transparency with everything here, yesterday, after we made the call uh, that we would be shorting McDonald's, um, the, our, our, my puts, uh, put contracts just absolutely went through the roof. I was up 80% on them at one point in the day. What's interesting about McDonald's is they've issued uh, that they have beat uh, their, their, their earnings report. They have beat guidance, uh, but at the same time, uh, the stock price has not really moved appreciably pre-market since then. So we're holding on and seeing what comes out of it when the market opens. Um, I can share my screen and show you what's happened with my puts. So I put in for 242.50 put. Uh, I came in and I actually bought this on Friday, full disclosure. So you can see what happened after we made that call yesterday. Absolutely screamed upward coming right before market close. Uh, lost a lot of value in that put, but I'm still up on the trade to, uh, in total 20%. So that trade has been working out for me, although uh, full disclosure, we did get the directionality wrong on McDonald's. Tyler, any thoughts on what may have happened there? No, I mean, I, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be monitoring the follow here. Um, if, if these models have kind of taught us anything over the last uh, earnings, earnings and a half, it's that we're also, I think, picking up, you know, positioning and, and the follow here. So I would definitely be holding, um, you know, what, what we had there hanging around break even here. Um, but yes, I, I agree. I think, you know, we, we could definitely see lower prices this morning. Well, and a big part of it, their revenue is up because they've increased prices so dramatically, right? So this may be something that the street doesn't necessarily like. Um, and why are they increasing move? are increasing prices. They're doing an executive reshuffle. There could be some things in this call that the street just doesn't like that pretends something not strong going forward. So we'll have to hold on to it and see. Uh, but yeah, that was a little bit of an earnings miss for us, but we do have some really exciting tickers to consider going forward. So let's jump right into that. 
All right. So Tyler, what do we have on the docket to discuss today? Yeah, so we're this is this is the heart of the order here, folks. This is uh, you know, this is this these earnings this week will drive, I think, you know, uh, market sentiment for sure. Um, most of Fang reporting, a lot of other high flyers. So let's let's jump right in here. So today, post market, I just wanted to cover a couple that we didn't cover yesterday. We wanted to cover Monday and Tuesday morning. So here's a couple for for uh, for post market today. Restream really needs to let us share multiple screens. Yeah. So check this out. So here's a couple that I just want to bring your attention to. That's a little early. So Google, this is nasty. Um, earnings power rolling over, price rolling over. I mean, you know, that's, that's not a good, you know, that's not a good backdrop. And the scary thing is it, that's, that's what a lot of these fang names look like is just, you know, earnings power is completely falling off a cliff, falling below zero. Um, you know, we like this one a little, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take the price of whatever the, the 107 put is at the open and use that for, for performance tracking records. Um, we do like this as a short going in, uh, not as much as some of these other names as we're going to show you, but we definitely think, uh, we could certainly see a good bit of weakness, especially given, uh, given that rollover. Um, that's probably our second favorite trade for, uh, you know, for, for post-market earnings just today. Well, and, and there's a strong narrative that goes with this as well. Companies, one of the first things historically that they pair back on when they sense hard times coming is advertising. And Alphabet is Google, and Google is advertising. Like that Russian nesting doll of names, no matter what they pile on top of it, really at the end of the day, they're selling ad space. And think about the companies that have announced hiring freezes or perhaps even layoffs. You've, you've got big tech names like Twitter, Google itself, Microsoft, Meta. All these companies have announced that they're slowing down freezing or just stopping hiring for the foreseeable future. That's a step that you take. That's that's down the line, right? So those uh, first things that you start trimming back on advertising is top of mind, which is you start pairing back your junk advertising first. That's just for branding. That's why Snap has seen such a, a horrible time uh, lately. But that's going to trickle down to those more solid advertising names, including Google in this case. So, yeah, I, I think there's a, a fairly strong case to be said that Google is going to be facing some real headwinds coming into this. And that's announcing today after market, right? Yes. Today after market, uh, along with, with Visa, which we also expect, uh, a tidiness for, um, we're not going to, to look to do anything here really. Um, but I'm just, you know, everyone can take a look. You know, not real good. Um, so we're going to leave this one alone, but, uh, I just thought I'd bring it to your attention because this is a, a well-traded name, but you know, n nothing, nothing positive there. Um, speaking of nothing positive there. Well, there's, there's nothing driving a solid quarter for them, but the stock has just gone up so strongly over the past month plus. We think that, that they haven't earned that stock appreciation. Right. And, and uh, risk reward, just not there. That's, that's yeah. ultimately how we feel is, is risk reward isn't there. 
Where risk reward is though, I love these. These are, these are my favorite ways to generate earnings, earnings trades, earnings power. See you later. Stocks, stock price much higher. Um, we are going to take the, I have this on my spreadsheet, the 215 weekly put, uh, that's the out the money. We'll take the, the opening price. We'll take the performance of that for the, for an earnings trade. Um, you know, I, I think this is, this is Felico's best ideas. Um, you know, Felico's best idea post earnings today and, and amongst one of the better ones this week, just in terms of, of earnings power divergence. Powerful. Are you, are you familiar with Enphase? This is actually a ticker that I have not really come in contact with to date. I just know it's an alternative energy name. Um, you know, that's, that's the thing when you're trading technicals, you can unabashedly not care about what a stock does really, you know, as, as long as it falls in the right sector and the, and the, you know, the, the factor risk is appropriate. You know, we're taking an earnings trade. I don't, I don't care about this stock for the other 251, you know, trading days of the year. It's, it's today it matters, you know, probably won't again by, by Thursday or even, you know, with the Fed in the way, we may just want to take one day performance on the end phase trade. Um, so residential solar is what I'm seeing on them. Uh, and event, I mean, they're, they're the micro inverters that convert solar panel energy into what, what feeds into your battery at home. But we just have not seen, uh, now this is interesting because I think that they're going to get tied really strongly with real estate. So instead of thinking about them as a, um, uh, as a energy company where energy is really charging forward over the past few months, I think they're going to be tied with new house construction as well as the consumer being willing to take out loans to reduce their, their carbon footprint and reduce their energy bills. That willingness of the consumer to take out loans as, as those rates are increasing. I think that, I think this is going to get hurt. I, I think that that's a pretty uh, solid narrative to go into why Enphase is going to be facing headwinds. Yeah. You don't, you don't take out loans to heat your house in a recession. Um, it, Yep. You know, you, you go back to the, the things that are that are tried and true and a bit cheaper. Um, but and we you talked know, that, about uh, yesterday the housing cancellations. People are already they've made financial decisions to take out loans to get a new house, right? It makes sense that them canceling that would also translate to them canceling new energy installations through Enphase, which it was what they would need for their revenue. Right, and at the core, what we say, you know. It's interesting, but it doesn't matter in terms of this trade because this trade is really what is Folico picked up against the market. That is, that is purely the bet here is, you know, on today specifically over this, this earnings, um, you know, what, what has Folico picked up that the market hasn't, we think actually a whole lot. So do you want to jump into, into Wenza? Oh God, we have a, we have a, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of wood to chop today. Um, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's a lot of a lot of names. Um, I'd like to cover them all because it's really something when you go through Folico. Um, nothing, nothing really positive. Um, I will though. I will, and though I haven't been kidnapped, I will show something bullish this week. Oh, I had the screen. There's Boeing. 
So we like that one for a trade into earnings. Uh, we will be taking the 107 and a half calls open price as the performance. Um, you know, an, another case of, of a pretty decent, uh, you know, divergence in, in earnings power and the stock power. Um, we're a little less convicted, I guess, because of the earnings model, um, kind of seeing not as, not as much room for upside. But given this strong move in earnings power and the slope of that line, um, I'm comfortable enough with, with what I've been seeing, uh, from a systematic basis that, that this, this qualifies for an earnings trade. It qualifies for a bullish one at that. Um, so the 107 calls is, is what we'll be looking at. Here. Um, Boeing's an interesting one because the aerospace industry has been has been really difficult to pin down lately. I, I mean, you talk about Delta, you talk about American and things like that. Um, in a time of surging demand and everything looks like they should be making money hand over fist, they just keep running into major, major, major issues. That'll be. <laughs> I think that'll be a great one to follow. I think I'm going to uh, put in for some contracts on that. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, this one makes this one makes sense. I, I think. Tyler, can we review for our viewers real quick what is going on here with columns F versus G? Sometimes they agree, sometimes they disagree. If you're a viewer, what should you trust more? If you have a theory and you really want to go directionally on some one of these, but it's against what F and G are saying, how serious should should you take these? So personally for Tyler, I like to trade the full eco earnings health signal divergences. I will pretty much, you know, I've been, I've been testing this. We have a whole bunch of things we want to, we want to use this for. Um, I will pretty much buy anything with an earnings divergence. That does not mean you should, but I think there's enough there that, that there is a significant edge worth trading and worth exploring. So I'm exploring it. That's what's going on in column G. If I highlighted it uh, red or green, that means I think there's a full eco earnings health signal. Um, otherwise, I'll just make some notes, negative but less tradable. I think uh, in the initial copy I sent you, I had yikes in there. Um, and then in columns E and F, this is what our earnings model says. So uh, that's that's the output of our earnings model, whether it's a beat or a miss, our EPS estimate, and then in column F, it's just simply, you know, uh, to make it a bit more clear and, and not have to, you know, squint to see the negative signs very clearly whether our earnings model specifically has a beat or a miss. In my opinion, the best trades are when columns F and, and G match. So if we see a miss in a red, that's definitely worth exploring for a trade if we see a beat in a green, that's worth exploring for a trade. In my opinion, though, I am just testing and trading these earning divergences in Folico by themselves. So I will, in cases where the earnings model isn't egregiously against me, potentially put on a trade even if, you know, I don't have them both on my side. I think the highest possible conviction trades are when they match, but that doesn't mean you know, uh, there aren't other things going on, and, and that's that's what I'm looking for and, and experimenting with as well. Great. Now, a couple things I want to add on top of that. So last week, 
for column F, right, miss versus beat, last week we had a 70% accuracy rating. So we were, we were right on column F 70% of the time. For column G, these are far uh, fewer. Uh, if you look, the, these are the picks that Tyler, the trading mind, is going through on our earnings power, the technicals uh, of, of that, right? And yes. he's saying, I like or I dislike this. And for column G last week, we were six out of seven, right? Yes. So more more accurate. Um, so those two things together, I'm more of a column F kind of person, but I can't argue with, with the power of what, Tyler, you've been doing on, on looking at the shape of these curves with earnings power. Uh, but I just wanted to give all of our viewers that context of, if you're a numbers person, columns F. If you're a technicals person, column G. If you like money, probably follow column G because that's Tyler's experience coming into this. If you like, if you know, the, the best way I think is, is when you qualify G with F is I think, you know, what we're finding are our best ideas. Uh, I'm still exploring G. Um, but that's because I like to smash my head into the wall. Um, but you know, I think what has, what worked last week, for example, was really tuning F and G together and not, and not just trading a one factor of the model. Yep. All right. So let's take, I, I'm seeing a lot of healthcare where F and G are agreeing. Yeah, we absolutely hate it. Um, so I will show you. So BMY, uh, the 72 and a half puts will be taking the opening price for record keeping. Uh, Humana will be taking the 490 put, uh, also weekly, uh, for record keeping as well. Um, and check these out. So I'll talk about what they look like in Folico and then you talk about the earnings. Great. So BMY, you know, uh, like we said in the healthcare sector review video, the, the best times are broadly behind BMY. Um, you know, they're going to have to be either an acquirer or, you know, a, a flat stock price is, is kind of how I see it. Uh, Folico sees it the same way. Humana. Yikes. This is probably the, the better one of the two, just in terms of, of pure earnings divergence. Um, and again, you know, this is, this is something we, we, we see a nice snap back down in, in, you know, especially my favorite earnings trades are the ones where we've recently turned negative on the sector, because then you can kind of see a, a way where, okay, this is the start. This could, uh, what is the catalyst? We could we could catalyze off earnings. Earnings could be you know uh, less 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 than what we were looking for, and we may have to re-rate lower as a sector. Those kind of things uh, start to make sense. So I, I think those are very interesting. Um, Talk about the Humana earnings, what we have on uh, on column F, because those are uh, unkind. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's take a look. We are far below. Um, we are far below the market on uh, that model prediction. Um, 568 below the market. This now, when when we're that far below the market, I want to reiterate to everyone that this becomes a confidence piece in the model. Not necessarily saying that we're going to land five dollars sixty eight cents below the market consensus on their earnings, but this becomes something where the model is saying we're seeing a big glaring red light flashing. This is going to be a miss. 
And then when you come in and you see that divergence coming in from column G, um, this is something that certainly I'm going to be putting into the portfolio. I, I think this is how we landed Philip Morris so well last week. It's how we landed Rite Aid so well a couple weeks before. But the other thing I want to point out is J&J. Last week, we called uh, that they would have an earnings miss. And they actually ended up with the earnings. It was either in line or beat, right? It was sort of like kind of in line kind of deal, yeah. But what we caught, and this is something that we've caught a few times, so always bear this in mind. What we caught was down guidance. So what ticker was it that we predicted almost exactly what their guidance would be the following quarter, and their stock reacted accordingly? Micron, MU. MU. Yes, we yeah. we we nearly predicted their 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 guidance EPS. So the way I also think, and this is, you know, I wasn't the one who created these models. I just evaluate the output and put it in context. Um, you know, I, I think of these as like super EPS. It's like EPS for this quarter, plus we're kind of capturing, you know, the slope of what's going on in the future. It's like, yeah, like point slope for, for earnings is kind of how I think about it. Which at the end of the day, if you're right about earnings, but then you get the opposite movement from what the market feels about those earnings, then you've still lost money. So what we want to do is capture how the market is going to feel about this event. And that's what we captured with J&J, which ended up being uh, directionally wrong on the earnings call, but directionally correct on the price uh, of the stock afterwards. So uh, that was in the win column for us last week. Humana. I, I see that the stock price from these numbers has a very clear idea of going down afterwards. Now, we are not a financial services company. Please always invest responsibly. Always uh, take in mind your tolerance for risk. Uh, these are just trades that we believe are good ideas, all right? But Humana is definitely something that's going in my portfolio. But what about Qualcomm? Qualcomm is interesting. We're, we're nine cents away from the street, so we say it's going to be a beat. Folico says it's going to be a miss from the technicals. This is something I'm seeing a little bit of confusion on. What's the call for Qualcomm? Especially, I mean, these semis are interesting because I, it seems like we're starting to see, um, I mean, could they have bottomed? Well, the problem is, so let's take a look. We had NXPI report um, report yesterday. Okay, so they, it, it is back higher. It reported solid earnings and uh at least when I stopped checking yesterday, it was down 3%. Back green here today. Um, Qualcomm, I mean, not real great. That's the problem is it's it's not – could they have bottomed? Yes, certainly. But the risk-reward is not anywhere. It's not to the upside. It's not to the downside, and that's the problem. Um that's that's you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna really plead the fifth on that one. That one's gonna be more uh, uh, Fed plus the upcoming earnings and then and then check back with me later. Right now, you know I prefer to be more neutral. We got that massive move lower in, in June and July. Um, you know I, I I plead the fifth on on what's gonna happen in terms of of this earnings reaction, especially because here says no. Here says Qualcomm has you know as low of earnings power as we, as we've seen across this timeline. So, you know, that, that doesn't make me more confident in, in, in that's in that kind of call. That's, that's for sure. Is there a chance that this get caught up in the Senate actions around subsidizing the semiconductor industry? Is Qualcomm part of that deal? Certainly. I mean, you know, that, that'll, that'll certainly be part of the case. 
Um, there's a, there's obviously a lot going on where, there with the with the Chips Act and and figuring out how much teeth that's actually going to have because there is a chance that yes, if if that's done, I'm not going to say correctly, but if that's done. In, a, in enough size, let's say, I mean, that's a, that's a meaningful, meaningful, uh, you know, floor under, under most of the, at least the U.S. semiconductor, uh, kind of names. So yes, we definitely have a, an, an outside shock factor that, that is a risk here. Um, and that's another reason, right? Like it's just a whole bunch of gap risk unless you really have a view on, on what exactly can pass in that package and, and how much teeth it's going to have. Um, then trade the catalyst, certainly. Um, I don't have an edge there, so I, you know, we'll, we'll just watch and, you know, hopefully buy lower prices or sell higher ones. Yeah. So if we wanted to improve this model on semiconductors, what we'd really need to do is go into the Pelosi household, uh, holdings. Okay. I, I was waiting. I was going to say, I'm not going to say anything. I wonder if he is. <laughs> I can't resist. Come okay. on. That's such okay. dirty politics. And oh. not to take a side or anything like that, but I mean, how is that possibly legal? It was just a small blip in the news that no one's talking about. So like, anyway, but the fact that there's outside factors that could affect your portfolio on this, even if you get it right, means to me, I'm not touching this with a 10 foot pole. The whole semi industry for the next month, I would say I'm staying away from because there's just things that you can, that, that can, set you up or down outside of your control. But I really like, and I want to talk through Roku. Roku is a ticker that we talked about last week in the context of ARC uh, and it being one of the largest holdings of ARC. Uh, and the, the price for the past few months has just been a ping pong ball bouncing, right? So it, it has not really gone anywhere. And yet we're seeing model agreeing with the technicals, FNG coming in together to say Roku might be a really positive trade. Now, this is something we saw with Philip Morris last week. Can you go back to overview real quick, Tyler? Philip Morris had a straight line forecast going forward. Again, we're not neutral on stocks very often, but this is something that we're seeing. You know what? We don't see huge things on the upside, huge things on the downside. That means that for this earnings event, we're clear to react according to how the earnings go. Great. So now let's see if we can form an earnings view. So if we go into the health factors, what are we seeing, Tyler? We're seeing a stock price that's got completely, you know, un, uh, dislocated from from our earnings power factor. It's not. I always talk about ranking them in terms of edge and con- conviction. I don't think it's like Enphase or it's like Humana. I think it's a tier two. But given where the stock price is, um, I think you can definitely take a chance. Um, especially because it's not just the earnings power really driving here. It's that we have, you know, w- would you call that a, a, a pretty chunky beat? I, I think we have a pretty decent beat, uh, in column F. So you put these two together and, and again, risk reward seems to be in, in, uh, to the upside. Our historical error on this stock for calling earnings is 11 cents. We're 19 cents over the street on this prediction for the model, which gives some fairly strong conviction. So uh, if we were to, to rate our Z score, we're, we're some standard deviations above on the on the upside for this stock uh, model wise. So I, I think that that's something that gives me on column F thinking uh, some meat to grab onto. I, I think I am going to add Roku into my portfolio. That's something that I'm interested in trading. But AbV and AstraZeneca. 
Friday. Yeah, let me let me show you some more healthcare shorts. So I'm gonna move away. Restream if you're watching. I would love to be able to share two screens at once. I would look like less of an idiot while I'm transitioning. Thank you, Tyler. Um, so one more for Thursday. Pfizer. That's a big yikes. I mean, what what can I say about that chart that hasn't been said about? I don't even know what. Um, you know, that's that's just gross, right? Like sell that puts into earnings. Uh, the 51 and a half put is what we'll be using for record keeping. Um, you know, in a word, gross. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what else to say really. <laughs> Look at that stock price. How all over the map it's been for the past six months. It keep and it's it's interesting because if you like, you know, if you like regression lines, and I only do sometimes. The, the stock price seems to, seems to keep checking back to, to that earnings power line. Um, so and we'll, that, that one week looks like a 10 week smoothness. Click on the 10 week line if you don't mind real quick. Look yeah. at how similar those lines are. This is a stock that is just slowly collapsing in on itself earnings power wise. That's wild. Yeah. So that's a, we like that. I mean, those are when you talk about tier one trades, that's another one. Um, again, just really, really picking up some significant weakness in, in the healthcare sector. Um, I'll take you through two more. So AB, ABBV is one that I've talked about, um, because it's led this, this move higher, you know, a major move higher and now, and now starting to turn back lower. Uh, when I talk about the three tiers of a bear market where the high flyers go first. The stability goes second and, you know, the baby goes out with the bathwater third. This is, this is the baby out with the bathwater third. I like targeting these kind of trades, ABV, AutoZone, um, on a, on a more continual technical basis, not just on earnings, but we also have a chance, you know, we, we, we got, we got some, some earnings power rolling over. Um, we have a really nice miss from the earnings model. So when I kind of put these two together, along with the fact that I like the name short, generally speaking, I think this one falls in a, I'll call it a tier one and a half, somewhere between tier one and tier two. What would make it a tier one is if, is if the earnings power, um, was, was flipped and lower. Um, so I really can't make it a, you know, conviction 10 or you know, whatever you want to call it. But I think there's enough factors in its favor uh, that I that I want to bring that one to your attention. And then the last one here. AstraZeneca, same deal. I mean, you know, look at that smoothness. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and, and it keeps happening. And that's that's one of the things we continue to talk about is we like seeing confirmation or lack of confirmation across our data uh, to make us more comfortable. These, a lot of these look very similar in terms of just flat, flat negative earnings power with a recent turn lower. Even you know this is this is flat turned negative. Um, so it's interesting because this looks the the price chart looks pretty similar to Pfizer in terms of these deep gouges down and then a, a quick recovery uh but if abvi 
seems to have just completely destroyed, uh, been destroyed since April in terms of price. Uh, so yes. just interesting that healthcare stocks are not altogether looking exactly the same uh, as an industry. Uh, and I think that in and of itself is interesting. There's starting to be a lot more individual consideration for the ticker itself, which means that if you can get this call right, is it really about the industry view or is it about an individual ticker view at this point? Well, I think what we're picking up seems to be industry-wide, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to impact each ticker differently. But if if we're right here, it means that's because we've picked up something something through the sector, I, I think. So whereas with tech, every company has been discounted in tech by an industry view that has been bearish. That hasn't necessarily happened in healthcare as much from the, the charts that we've seen today. But we do think that that's coming. Yes, we're yes, we're calling the turn, not not pointing out that one has happened. So that's, I mean, more often than a dangerous call to make, but you can take a good amount of of, of profit out of out of calling the turn, and that's that's certainly, you know, if you look at what we're doing this week, overwhelmingly uh, short short uh, healthcare names. So as we close up today, I want to point out something. Uh, starting this next week, we made an announcement last week that uh, all of the Folico subscribers, uh, the Folico premium subscribers, are going to start getting this data delivered to their inbox every morning. Now, this data contains within it hundreds of tickers releasing this week. So we've given you some ideas. Uh, what is it? Like five, six, seven, eight different ideas. But you could come in here form whole views on sectors, uh, get a deep, uh, in-depth understanding of each of these tickers. We've got 3M coming in here, several names that we didn't have time to talk through today, uh, and you'd be able to come in, form your own analysis, your own theories, and trade accordingly. So subscribe to Folico today. We've got lots of great insights and analysis throughout the whole platform on over 1,100 tickers every day. So thank you for joining us. To um, learn more and to su- subscribe to Folico, it's, the link is in the description below. So go ahead and click that. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. EST.